All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. See, si, senor, I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Brian Chesko. Travis Hoig. There we go, there we go. Scott, unfortunately, couldn't make it this week, so Travis was nice enough to step in. So this is going to work out just fine. We've already had plenty of... Uh, FPL talk before the pod here, and I asked if there was any nonsense that needed to be discussed. Brian said definitively no, although I can tell you this. It's been a long day for me. I do have one piece of nonsense. I'm still in my work clothes. That's disgusting. It has been a rush of a day, and uh, but here, we're here. We're recording. What do you have? The one piece of nonsense, and this applies to probably the fewest number of people on earth right now. This is fantastic. Netflix... Uh, announced today that they will be discontinuing their DVD service. Official? That's a shame. At the end of September. Do you still use it? I still use it. I use it every, I use it twice a week. That's not real. I'm dead serious. You really use it twice a week? Yeah. I use it, we use it constantly. And I am really disappointed. What's the last that you can recall? Like, well, the last, the, like, Maverick? yeah, did you get did, Maverick did, on DVD? Well, Top Gun Maverick, like you can get that at any red box for sure. And we just did uh, the um, the un the unbearable weight of massive talent, the yeah, recent Nick Nicolas Cage. Cage movie. That was uh, I think year last year. I'm pretty sure, maybe Somewhere year or two there, years yeah. ago. I've never even heard of that. You should watch it. Did okay. you watch it? No, I, it's on my list of things to watch. Yeah, you, know, you when, should do when it. I can get the DVDs again. Another one that might be <laughs> not for me. You can't. Touche. Uh, not, any, not from might, anybody, apparently. It right, might right. be a red box, uh, but right now, the uh, next up will be um, Nightmare Alley, uh, the uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, recent, also like two or three years ago, okay. hor- uh, excellent horror movie. Bradley Cooper's I, in it. Do you like horror? I do like horror. Really? Yeah. Like... How but Guillermo, like, Guillermo like del remake Toro, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. See, this is no, I don't. I'm not like not like slasher stuff necessarily. Okay. I'm not like um, oh, the bla- is, well, black and white face. Um, this, this is Scream. Scream was Scream. I too? actually I do like Scream. I like. The, I, I, really okay like I really like Scream. I think Scream is is good. I'm thinking more like um, uh, you know, like it just well no, like the Jordan Pe- the Jordan Peele trilogy no. right now. Get out, nope. get out, us and nope. The, nope's not yeah. nope's not horror. That nope is it's the it's, it's the it's art house horror genre yeah. more like than I, anything. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I managed a blockbuster art many years house ago. Horror? Another. So um, I got all the words. Stop. You really you managed yeah, a a, bl- a blockbuster? Another amazing. It's also Guillermo del Toro. Uh, the movie Antlers that came out also a few years ago. That That's sounds a, scary. Uh, it is that is a Daniel Radcliffe is just scary with everything he does. So. That is a, it's a it's a you got your your two movie depths is way out. The whole point me. of this is the reason why I do it is because I my wife and I we would watch through like we we would just say all right we're gonna go through all of the Coen Brothers uh, and we're gonna go in order. 
Okay. Interesting. You cannot do that. You might not even be able to rent some of those things. Oh, wow. So, but you the really good the thing about and one of the things that DVD, the DVD service that Netflix did is you would get a lot of times, especially with older movies, you'd get the Criterion Collection disc of that movie, which is if it's in the Criterion Collection, it is some what level does that mean? of well, the Criterion is a organization that is basically just kind of uh, it's AFI, isn't it? Yeah, it's like American a hand selected uh, like. Um, something that is either uh, like historically significant or is recognized for its okay. extraordinary art contribution okay. in the medium of. Film. So if it has that label so on some level, it, yeah. it's pretty. It's if something you go setting the stage for how cultured he is. That's I what am he's not. To I, listen, <laughs> he's just trying to tell I, us. look. Yes, I. Bill Hader, who I love, uh, just said it. He said it not too long ago. They were kind of pressing him on what his like favorite things to watch. Are and he, he said I try to watch like regardless of what it is I just try to watch it for what it is. Yeah. So he just said it doesn't matter if I'm watching, like if I'm watching like Airplane for the fortieth time, or whatever, or if I'm watching like Terrence Malick or something like that. Yeah. I'm watching it for whatever the okay. whatever the thing is. Trying to appreciate right, like I I what yeah, it is. Yeah. So. That's how I feel when I watch uh, Burnley matches. I just watch it for what yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. You just have to take it in. Burnley's coming yeah. back up, baby. Yeah. Vincent Company's Vincent Burnley. Company. Point being, I I was okay. upset by that. Wow. That is the so nonsense you didn't think you were getting tonight. They're stopping the DVD service. Yeah. Wow. End of September. That is how we became a Netflix. I mean, I guess, well, that's not true. Not everyone became Netflix people. I mean, we became Netflix people before they were streaming. Mm. So we've been, I guess, OGers. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, Brian, obviously you have to. Travis, maybe you too, maybe. I, well, one of these days we're going to dig back into this blockbuster yeah. thing. I have so many questions. This is fantastic. I love that. Brian, what are, what are we here to, to do? We're here to talk about, I guess we're going to talk through some of the results of Game Week 31. And uh, we need to talk about a few things for Game Week 32 because a lot of these things... Probably teams, right there. If you haven't teams. made your if you haven't made your decisions already, you are you're you might may or may not have a headache depending on what your strategy is here. So Touché. let's talk about game week thirty one. Manchester Leicester seven thirty match early game, first game of the weekend. City looks like they're going to come in and just run roughshod, and they sort of do. John Stones with an early goal, five minutes. Holland. Off at halftime, but before he goes, gives you a 13-minute pen and a 25th-minute goal. Iannaccio, 75th-minute goal, uh, doesn't mean anything, but keeps Manchester City defenders from a clean sheet. Although, they were pressing. Leicester had some chances. They could have made it a nervier game. Leicester was not threatful. Not really. Um, that happens, though, whenever you have Iannaccio on your bench for the last... Six weeks. I know. And you play how, Barty. How crazy of, How crazy was this, Brian, that Iannaccio finally plays? What were you thinking? You now don't own him. He yeah, finally soon, plays, and he scores. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, it saw, you saw what everyone in the world has seen for since at least since the World Cup restart. He's their best attacking player whenever. But he's when he's paired with Barnes and Madison, that was as effective as they were at any point in the season. And then... It was you thought like well Brendan Rodgers is the problem here he can't you know he can't see it 
it didn't matter. Now it doesn't matter who the manager is. It's been the same, like straight back to the bench. And then, yeah, of course, he comes out and could have been, I mean, you could say revenge. I don't know, revenge narrative, playing against his old his old team, whatever. But he's good. He's It was a, the the frustration for anyone, like Ederson owners. I don't know what you're doing, first of all. But, yeah, but anybody who would have held Manchester City defensive assets, you watch that goal go in, and you're like, it's like they're one shot on target, and they knock it in. And it's, that keeps happening is that City just concedes, like, one stinky goal every single week. Technically, Lester Bryan, four shots on target. That's good. Eleven shots total. Uh, that's City, not bad. Yeah. Or no, twelve shots, four on target. They both had the same amount of shots on target. City just had seventy percent of the ball, but Lester did technically City shoot had, as much as City did. City had Holland. City did have Holland. Did you have Holland? I captain Holland. Okay. Did you have Holland? So, listen, starting this pod, I want to get this out there. Both Brian and Travis here had excellent scores in our mini league. Uh, Brian, what was your score? Finished with a 91 this And Travis, what was yours? 83. Yeah. That was fantastic. The 83, 91, unbelievable scores. I felt like I kept my head above water with a 62. I had green arrows everywhere, honestly, and then I stayed level in our mini league. But – 83 and 91 are smashing. So kudos to both of you. I don't, I mean, I feel, I, it seems like it's one of those obvious things, you know, you could point, look back to it or whatever, but Holland, you know, as soon as he was declared fit, I mean, I don't know how he wasn't a, you can try to make, make ways, you know, to get your points however you want, but Holland getting back in, I just don't know how, if you haven't done it now, I think his, his, it was like 77% selected, probably 78% by the time. But he's going to drop a little bit because everyone's going to – like whoever's free hitting this week has, yeah. is sending him out. Well, so I sent I – w- I'm not free hitting. I sent him out for the week. Okay. But which with I, the plan I to just, bring him back immediately. Yep, the I, I yeah. normally okay. don't do transfers this early. I went ahead and did them. I um, – and it's probably Travis. It'll probably be the death of me because every time I bet on Liverpool this season, they completely crap on my head. So I went, I literally, and this is so psycho, what I'm about to say, I don't recommend to anyone. Just telling you what I did so you don't have to do it. I brought in three Liverpool players in this match week, a home game, Anfield, Nottingham Forest. They're coming off a 6-1 smashing of leads. We'll get to this game soon. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll go to it next. And I brought in TAA, who now seems to be playing in a hybrid Zinchenko-John Stones position that Klopp has put him in. I brought in Salah, and I brought in Jota. I sent out Matoma, I sent out Holland, and I sent out Chilwell. Minus eight. Chilwell won't come back in, but Holland and Matoma probably definitely come back in. For Manchester City again, uh, if you're... If you went straight to Jack Grealish, which half the world did, or most of well, so I did not, but playing, a lot of people uh, did. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't work out for you. It worked out okay. He did got he an, get assist. an assist. He got an assist. Which so is fine. you get you get a seven. If I you mean, took a hit though to bring him in, you might as well have done nothing, right? If you had to take a hit to bring in Grealish, if you if he was your only transfer, worked out fine. If you had to take a hit, you might then you broke even. Yeah, or you or you like gained a point. Or like, you I would because I would think you you know most people like for me it was my 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 hit this week was to get rid of uh, it was Chowell and um, James Madison 
Okay. Those are my those were my players out. So Madison, Madison was close this week. I mean, Madison could have made everybody regret getting rid of him, and everyone would be rushing back to him if he had. You know, I think he hit. Did he hit the hit the woodwork somewhere? I think I'm almost sure he did. But either way, I mean, he could have had a much much better day than he did. Um, but yeah, Grealish, if you went straight to him, you're probably mostly happy about it. Travis, well, you and Grealish. Uh, I do not, and I will also say that uh, news came out today that Foden is healthy again, and so that um, right. could play a factor in the stretch uh, through the rest of the season because Pep just likes to throw people for a loop, and, and Foden's usually the well, one that Yeah, on. I did see that. I know somebody pointed that out kind of going into the match week. You know, that was a, a, a pundit observation, I'm sure, that I observed out there of just of. Like you talk yourself into Mares, he's started ten straight matches, and it looks like he's essential to what the the Manchester City project right now. And then like inexplicably benched in match week eleven. Same thing had happened for Grealish, where he's just starting and starting. Yeah. And so like counting on counting on starts, you're I mean you can't really do it. However, I I'm not sure. I feel like the it seems like most Manchester City people are like the the bigger threat is on the right side to Mares. It doesn't mean that. Grealish is. It just seems like again, Grealish is playing. This is the best that he's played. He is getting the ball by he far. Is, he's active, for and sure. the fact that they're more willing to drop, like even in this match, De Bruyne plays sixty-two minutes. Grealish goes for seventy-four. Well, and they play tomorrow against Bayern, which yeah is. The, I mean, this could not have could not have been Sheffield a, right. on the weekend, right? And then it'll be the Arsenal match. I think after that, I don't think they will play another midweek game. They're, there shouldn't be another midweek game the following. Wow, week. I cannot even wait for that. That's going to be such a great day. That will be good. I hope. I hope it'll be a good game. I hope Arsenal don't get their pants pulled down to their ankles. All right. Bottom line is, City don't play in week match week thirty two. Mm-hmm. I have moved on from Holland. I don't own any other City players. I am. I will go back to him after this week, even if it takes I, a hit. I am. I, don't care. I mean, I'm curious to see how what happens after, because after the you know, once keep getting like game week 33, you don't, you don't love the matchup with Arsenal, but they are they are at the head, so that's at least that's they're, they're right. better for them. I, I there. do agree. So I don't think anyone scored more than two goals against Arsenal all season. Okay, at, I mean, at you mean at. Period. At your place. Well, not only at just all? at home. I'm scanning right now. I'm scanning through. Liverpool put two. City on last time they two. played one three to one at uh, at Arsenal. So City City scored three on them already. Um. I I'm saying I'm curious. Like once you get through Arsenal game week thirty four. Other than City scoring three, no one else has scored more than two goals. All, against Arsenal all season. Yeah, I, it should be a – I mean, I, who – somebody – was it on NBC Sports or was this another Was this another FPL thing? Just talking about games where it's two top teams where you kind of expect like, oh, the matchup's not great. But the what ends up happening is both teams, because they know they're good, just keep going for it no matter what. Yeah. So, so there, the the less likely thing for there to be is clean sheets. Like yeah. the less likely thing is that it ends up becoming a tight kind of nervy game, and it more likely than not is going to end up being an open game. So yeah. you kind of resist like the top 
teams playing against each other when in fact like for attackers you probably prefer that because yeah, they're never sure. going to let their foot off the gas that was a narrative uh, arsenal liverpool for sure uh, coming out of the commentary was this is exactly what we see when two teams come together a clash of and they just foot to the foot to the floor yeah well, and um, it was two different halves right arsenal for totally sure. dominated first for half sure. switch flipped to halftime for liverpool sure. totally dominates the but second half to brian's point ultimately though that's not great for defense two top teams coming against each other it's not good for defensive assets because they're not going to play conservatively at least not the way that the top teams play in you know this year's you know, premier league so after game week 33 you know you got Manchester City already has their double in game week 34, and that's at Fulham and home West Ham. And that's spicy. Followed by Leeds in game week 35. But it's between 35 and 36 that you get the first leg of the semifinals. That's you know, them, Real Madrid. So, I mean, you have to think that all of those games are 60 minutes or less. Like, if they can get away with Holland... For, for, a, for half. a half again, they'll do they'll that. They'll do that. I agree. In all three but of those games. He might give you what you need but they in need, a half. But because of you guys, they still, this is not like they're, it's wide open title race. So yeah. the, the assets will still be there. I think you count on everybody. I'm just really curious to see who goes to what, like, you can't count on anybody except for yeah. Holland and a little bit Grealish. I can't wait to see, like, what the narrative ends up being for that double and kind of as you get into the busier parts here. I, I would toy with the idea of going to Julian Alvarez for that for that double week, yeah. simply because oh. he's been very productive when he plays, and there is a strong, strong chance that Pep is going to guard Holland for those, well, and, those and Champions DeBrun, League fixtures. Because he can Correct. play for, and yeah. he'll play, he'll play yeah. in place of De Bruyne, too. I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't hate the, that at all. Just because the matchups are so good. Mm. West Ham less so now, because they are coming on, but... But it, Fulham is hit or miss against the the bigger teams, especially. Yeah, they've they've been solid, but but they're, they're hit. Or Early miss. season Fulham would have put up a fight. This Fulham now, I don't know how much fights. I don't think. Up. I don't think much. All right, Definitely let's miss. jump to Liverpool Leeds since we're already there. Yeah. Liverpool uh, smashes Leeds six one. Anyone who had Salah, Jota, TAA, Nunez. Loving life, even Gakpo, like all the people are involved, uh, and people who were had Mohamed Salah, absolutely rewarded. I did not. Mm-hmm. I got hurt by it. Brian, you owned him. Travis, I did. I did. Yeah, and that's I probably moved, one of the reasons why you well, guys. Had, and I've had Salah. I've I kept him, and so all the weeks that Kane kept getting a goal, or when Kane was doing the things he was doing, and I'm watching Havertz and Ianacho on my bench. And thinking like, oh man, if Salah could just counteract that, yeah. and then of course Salah misses the penalties and did everything he did. But this was the week, yeah. They just like, and if and whether it is like you said, whether it's you know Trent moving into this like inverted kind of wing back role, which I love. Uh, the social media narrative is hilarious because Manchester City fans, of course, want to just say Klopp is copying, uh, yeah, Pep's tactics because Pep which, did it first. With Kyle Walker and like like well, and playing Stones. that same right. What well, and, and also I mean that, like tried this you know everybody's been saying put Trent in midfield for the longest time and it's where do you think Pep got it from? It's, it's working. I mean it worked at least at least it worked here. What, you think Pep thought it up himself? 
I think it pep came to pep in a dream. <laughs> it pep to pep. Pep came from the red side. Uh, pep got that idea from the red side of London is all I can say. Look, this is a chicken and egg conversation. Anyways, I don't think you're going to get to a solid answer on it. Bottom line is, because of the, the Liverpool stats, and they're playing home to Nottingham Forest. Hey, was that a handball? Was that a handball Which, on Trent? Probably, yeah. It, he it, winged it, it. He definitely, yeah, he definitely no, no, moved absolutely. towards the ball. A wing, a wing is a handball. Yeah. He winged it. Wing yeah. is a handball. So, I mean, I, I even so. as someone who benefited from, from that particular play. For sure. The, you know, right. the benefit is straight right, is immediately after that. He winged that one. He did wing it. Yeah, I, I agree. I would tend to agree. Um, if Trent's playing in this role, absolutely vital for the for the rest of the well, season. Would you agree? Um, Salah, Salah and Trent, to me, are going to be, I would imagine they're going to be on every free hit team. I can't imagine anybody not, not going to those two. Would there be that. a reason why you wouldn't go to Jota, too, to round so, out the Liverpool? He just scored his first goals in, like, over a year. Right. 300-something. Right it. 300-something days. Right it. As far as I'm concerned, he looked like the recipient of of the system, not of his own personal skill. Did he make that was the narrative through the whole match is right. like kind of like this just doesn't seem like the old Jota yet. No. And then sure enough, two goals later, it's like, well, hopefully he can take this, carry this momentum. The thing that so here's Here's my pro Jota case, and I was talk- as I was doing this, I kept like talking myself into him more and more. When so he came back into the he came to the starting lineup in game week twenty nine. Yeah. In the four matches that he's played since then, he played both matches in both of the double game weeks that that Liverpool had. So he played sixty nine minutes. Uh, and 90 minutes in the double game week that they had against Manchester. No, sorry. That was just the one, the double in game week 29. He played 69 minutes and 90 minutes where um, a lot of the other, like Gakpo was, was rotated in, in those. He only played 11 minutes or something like that in one of those two Mm -hmm. games. And both of the doubles that they had Gakpo was rotated out. Joda plays, he's played 69 and 90 in the double game week, and then 60 minutes and 81 minutes here against Arsenal and Leeds. He's got the fourth most points in for forwards since he got back in the starting lineup. And I, I'm not saying, like, he just feels way more safe than I ever would have guessed coming into this. Darwin, it, like, could have nailed this place down. We, sh- we sh- could be talking about yeah. how everyone's getting Darwin already, and we're just not. It just feels like that's that's Jota gets that first. How does Darwin start again with Jota dropping two goals? It's his, it's system. They've actually already talked about that quite a lot um, in in the aftermath of the of the match, uh, simply because Jota starting was such a surprise over Nunez. Um, Nunez is nursing a little bit of a foot injury. Uh, he's got a cut on his foot that he picked up on international duty, but. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why Nunez even, or why Jada even had a sniff at the starting lineup. Um, the the bottom line is though the the explanation given for Jada starting over Nunez had nothing to do with form or or you know training or whatever other ex- you know ridiculous excuse they normally give. It all came down to system. They saw something they wanted to exploit, and they put the people in there, the personnel in there to exploit that. So it was it was purely tactical, and so while 
the points don't lie, and those are those are definitely relevant statistics. And you, and you're you're probably right in terms of being safe. The issue is it's just going to depend on the opponent and the tactical approach that they're coming at, which mm. is I know not rocket science, but when you have guys like Nunez, Gakpo, and and Jada who are fundamentally different players, especially when you're looking at Nunez, who is you know all speed and size. If you're going up against teams that are sitting deep, you're going to have to look at if they're going to put Nunez in to try and get behind um, on set pieces that they're defending in their own half, because we've seen a lot of that over the last cor- the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, even against Leeds, that was some of their most promising moves were basically fast breaks off of you know defending in their own half um, a set piece. So uh, tactics are always important, but for Liverpool, it makes choosing which which asset you're going to pick up that much more dif- difficult. I think this, what I was kind of expected was that Jota would get, it just seemed like after such a long injury that like they would might ease him in differently uh, and just seeing the minutes. Well, just, and- I'm encouraged by that, and I know Dave's going to feel horrible about already having him in his team, Um have Jota already in, but I, I like I just I just wonder if it's not um, just the way they're rolling, like yeah. they just don't keep kind of sticking with it. I would ask Dave the same thing about. I want to ask the same thing about Dave's team whenever we get to his team about the way they are running their their attackers. But one thing that that comes to mind with you mentioning getting Jota back up to speed after being injured. Um, we also did see a late cameo of Luis Diaz. Yeah, Luis Diaz there, yeah. Which is going to even further Muddy the make water. this difficult because they will 100% be trying to ease him back in and get but him minutes. Jota and Nunez, if we looked at a depth chart right now on Klopp's wall, which he probably has, who's at the top if they're both healthy? It's Nunez. It's got to be Nunez. Is it though? Yeah, absolutely. Jota's numbers are better. In, in, in Klopp's mind, Hundred percent, it's Nunez. Even though he's the physical has the physical stature of a center forward, yeah. Jota probably has more headers and more goals in the season. Yep, that's my gut. From a system perspective, if only there was a way, Brian. From a system perspective, Nunez is his guy. He would. I, he doesn't I, press like Jota though. He, he does. Uh... He does. He just does it in different spaces, and his role is is so much higher up. More like a more like a traditional nine. Um, it, it, honestly, Gakpo, Gakpo and Nunez, I think, are hit at the top of his depth chart for the forward line. Even though Jota plays more through the middle and has the best head on the team, yeah, Jota for a small guy has the best header I've ever, I think, probably yeah. I've ever seen for a small. He guy. and Mane both were very, very unbelievable. Good. I just, I mean, I, I, I said I wanted. I was talking myself more and more into Jota as I was looking at it, just thinking the minutes. I just did. I just did not expect it to look the way it does. I still kind of want to go to him. What my dilemma is, you can use this as a bridge to get to your team, Dave. Is because I have Kai Havertz still on my team. I have the the money. You know, I have the money to go to Jesus, which yeah. means I. Uh, but I also have the money to go to Jota, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, I just like like I, you know, I. My feeling is. Liverpool I, at home. I prefer Liverpool the way they're playing now, home against Nottingham Forest in a non-league pressure situation. Compare and after two weeks of just rolling, two weeks of offensively finally looking yeah. more like the what you expect Liverpool to look like. 
prefer that over your guys, Dave, who, yeah, they're home to Southampton, but with all the pressure in the world, which seems to be piling up. Seem, seems against, to be. Against a Southampton team that is up against the, the most desperate. So before we finish this, in my face, Jota, two goals in the season, his only two goals this past week. Okay, so there's so he like, is wow, nowhere I did near. not realize how much time he had missed all season with injury. Yeah. Holy crap. It was 300 something and days. And he comes back in. Crazy. I I now feel like I went to the wrong guy. But at this point it's done, it's done, and I'm going to have to ride with it and hope it works out. But that absolutely makes me a little nervous. Those are his only two goals on the entire season, the two goals against Leeds. Arsenal I, I just I just wonder with like cuz if you're ranking them, you know, like we said, I think if you're free hitting, whether you're not, whether you are or aren't, to me, uh, you know, how I feel like there's, you know, the question, one of the questions of the week is how are you getting to Salah? Mm-hmm. They have too many games left to go, and their schedule is too good for Liverpool going out. Nottingham Forest this week, West Ham in 33, double game week 34, both games at home against weird Tottenham and then Fulham with no other matches to worry about in the entire season. Like Brentford, Leicester, Villa, Southampton. That's how Liverpool finishes the season. The last four games, like every game from here on out, is just like the matchup that you want to see. They're pushing for top four, playing against teams that a few of them. I mean, the, the Villa game maybe it has some injury yeah. to it. The Spurs game for sure, just because of the rivalry of it, West and there's and the similar now. position. Otherwise, like this is like it's the exact exact schedule you want to see. So. How you're getting to Trent if you want to get to Trent. Right. How you're getting to Salah. And then if you're on a free hit for this game week. Who else? Gakpo. To triple up. Is it Jota? Do you dare try for Darwin Nunez? Who, you know, it, who knows? I mean, is there? you might get a – you're not going to get a leak that matters, but you are going to – you know, you will get some – at least you'll have some training idea of what's going on. Darwin's minutes. He, at the last three out of four games, he has not started. Right. So – that would make me a little nervous. Again, nursing an injury, a foot injury, picked up with with uh, the national team. So, uh, I think he's over that. Uh, the Diaz situation is is the the wild right. card for me, and that's where, just like with with City, you, if you can't pick, I generally just don't pick. There's because there's no rhyme or reason ultimately from the outside looking in as to who is going to play. Right, Salah, Trent, like we, you know, Robertson. No maybe, on Robertson. Maybe his his assist numbers are just too low. Right and then now. and then, I probably the most overlooked asset you talked about him last time you were here, Allison. Yeah, which isn't crazy. So it, many home yeah. like three of or three of the next four matches at home. You know, maybe you get the same, uh, the same save numbers, and you don't get a a Kanate blunder. I'm not saying I go against that, but right. Allison in his last five games has had one clean sheet. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely not. I, I just right now. just wanted to bring that up. But you're right. Before yep. that, I strategically picked the last five games. Before yep. that, he had plenty of clean sheets. Arsenal two, West Ham two. Arsenal, unfortunately, once again, in my face, blow a two goal lead, and they come away with a a hapless draw. In a game where Saka missed the penalty, could have put him up 3-1. He missed the penalty, did his best Salah imitation. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal haplessly, I think I already said that once, You did get a 2-2 draw. 
Dave, you predicted 2-2 draw away to Liverpool, and you were correct. You uh, predicted a 3-1 win. God bless. I was close to away that. Away to West Ham, and really, you should have been closer. I should have been on that. I should have been on that, just yeah, about. It should have been what did I say a city? What did I say a city? Well, so don't forget you have a 3-0 win against Southampton. Home against Southampton okay. coming up. That. And you are calling for a 1-1 draw away to Manchester City. So I am excited to see how I think that Southampton results. one's going to get you. Cause, Maybe. Because you, you have a guy on your team, uh, Granite Xhaka. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, <laughs> he's going to give away a free kick to Southampton. And James Ward-Prowse, my, Ward-Prowse my guy, going of course to put my guy is going to score. Of course, my guy's going to score. How, seriously, right. how much do you trust your guys home against Southampton? I think they're going to beat them 3-0. Okay, you still are I'm still on your... that, yep. How, what, what's how... crazy is how close I literally was to the Southampton, the 3-1. I mean, the uh, West Ham score 3-1. Yeah. With Saka missing the pen. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, three attack, two attack, and a defender. Like, how do you rank Jesus, Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, Ben White? Any other defender? Would you even consider Ramsdale? I have no. Mar- I have Martinelli and Zinchenko. I'm really hoping Zinchenko plays this week. Uh, Zinchenko has already has already said he like pretty much in the Arsenal world he will be playing. Right. So okay. I don't know why he missed last week. Groin. This has happened multiple times where all of a sudden no word on Zinchenko. He's not even in the squad. He's just like not available. Yeah. And then the next week he plays. So this is. There, 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 are, there, there are other Arsenal assets out thing. there, though. There's other assets out there that are, are more likely to play. For sure, I just have Zinchenko, like you do, still yeah. in my team, and I'm not. It's not worth it to me. Uh, that makes sense. To send him out, okay. In a, especially in a shortened in a in a you we know already a, a shortened 32 yeah. Yeah, week. Part here. of the reason why I'm even keeping him for the past two weeks, like not not getting so, rid of him instead of somebody else, was because of this. I feel this 85 week. to 90 percent he's playing. So. Everyone's going to Jesus. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, which is crazy. I, I just, like I said, I said this last week in the pod. I, I was shocked and surprised, but it's hard to argue the numbers. And I'll be <laughs> if he doesn't score again. So it's three weeks in a row since he's come back for the most part, not a sub. And it's it's 12 against Leeds, seven against Liverpool, seven against West Ham. He gets subbed in each of those matches. Yeah. He would have got, got yeah. one more point. He got, he only played 59 minutes against Leeds. One, right. one more minute, say. he gets 13 points, yeah. right? So those but, are yeah. decent. And and since I, he stuck, since he come came back to start, yeah, 59 minutes, 79 minutes, 66 minutes, four goals mm-hmm. from seven shots. I mean, this is like I think he's got six, yeah, six big chances in the last three game weeks. Only Ollie Watkins has the same. So he and Ollie Watkins are your number one forward for big chances in the last three weeks. I'm just surprised to see he's not shooting all that much. And so the numbers are like super clinical. And he's yeah. he's obviously very involved in what they're doing. But by the actual numbers, you would look at it and say he's an, he's as involved in what Arsenal does as Brian Embuemo is to what what Brentford does. And I think you would look at that and say, he should be more involved in that. Uh, 12 touches in the box in the last three weeks, which is tied for 11th overall among forwards. 
That's low. With Brian and Waymo, Patrick Bamford, Mikhail Antonio, and Alexander he's Isak. Having a, he's having an Aubameyang conversion rate, is what you're yeah. telling me. Well, four, th- four goals from four shots on target. So, so you're saying that's ridiculous. Don't go to him. I'm just wondering, like, everyone's going to him based because, you again, you cannot deny he scored twice. The, the, the... Scored twice three weeks ago and then once each in the last two weeks. That's that's four goals. I mean, you can't argue with four goals. I'm just saying the numbers are really weirdly low. My my gut is whether he deserves it or not, he'll score again against Southampton. The, you know the weird one, the super weird one is Saka. This yeah. could be the Saka Selectors what, what, what Depression is, Podcast. What is he had match week 26? Yeah, starting there two three eighteen, one one zero. Yeah. Listen to this. You explain this to me. Where is he overall? From, Hold on. So from the restart, okay? From the restart. He's dropped the fourth overall. Wow. From the restart, David. Game week 17 until game week 26. So Jesus came back in game week 26. That was what his first appearance came off the bench. Bukayo Saka was first or second in every attacking category. Shots, shots on target, shots in the box, uh, 99 touches in the box, which is by far number one of all midfielders. Creative, like 28 chances created, which is fourth best. So from game week 17 to 26, it was Saka and Rashford, Saka and Odegaard on every, every category right. the whole way down. Since Jesus came back in game week 27, created seven chances, 10th best, so way off creatively, seven shots, which puts him at 11th. So he went from second for those nine or 10 weeks prior to that to the time Jesus comes back, he's 11th among midfielders. Seven shots, just three shots on target, just one big chance. He's in the box, 39 touches in the box, second only to Matoma. Where did he go? Like, like I get it. He put up an 18 against Crystal Palace. But, yeah, you're right. A 1-1 one, one, and a 0 since coming on, or since or in the last three weeks. Obviously, you got what you want. You, he, you want him taking penalties. That's ha- part of the reason why you pick him over some of the other guys. But a 0 looks real bad right now, especially when Odegaard gets you a 10 this week. And Martinelli gets you something. Like, Martinelli's streak. What's Martinelli on? I think one blank uh, in the last, like, ten, nine game weeks or something like that. You go back to match week 24. He's got a 6-10-16, one blank of two against Bournemouth. Yeah. 8-7-5-13-5. Look at those scores. Ridiculous. That is your... Arguably, is, arguably the highest scoring player during that time. This is why Martinelli is going to be my next shirt that I get. Nothing. Um, I don't know why Scott hates him, but in Scott, you're not here to defend yourself. Uh, that's ridiculous. Odegaard, uh, the correct pick this week, 10 points from a goal, but also three bonus points for him. Look, Dave, read his scores since game week 24. This is comedy. Martin Odegaard, since match week 24, his scores, 8-3-8. Two seven two six two ten. Every other match, he's going for a two that or is, three. That is amazing. Chalk it in. That is absolutely amazing. Look at it. 
Have you ever seen that this kind of cycle? Every other match, he's really good. So against Southampton, not not an Odegaard match. You know what will be the City match. The City's City match is going to be an Odegaard match. Sure, looks like it. It's getting into rhythm. If this, if this, if these results hold, amazing. Uh, so Dave, how do you rank your guys here? Uh, Martinelli one, Jesus two, Saka three. You still put Saka ahead of Odegaard? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, because this week is a is a Odegaard okay. two week. I like I right I, like no, I'm I'm serious like three week the, Odegaard will score three. That look, I know it sounds stupid. I don't know how to argue these type of stats because <laughs> because it's right you there can't. in front of you. Eight, I mean, three, eight, two, seven, two, six, two, ten. It's practically it is going to be a two or three this week. It's practically chiseled in stone. It's ridiculous. It'd be foolish to bet against that at this point. So I, I don't. Arteta didn't say anything about like a missed penalty and now Saka's off penalties or anything. I just like think that. I think the team's going to be. He won't be off penalties. I just think the team's going to be. In the past, when things like this have happened, they've kind of rallied around the guy who struggled or whatever. My guess is Saka has a big match. It's a Martinelli Saka Jesus match. We already knew Jesus coming back. It was the best that it was the entire season for Martinelli specifically. Any chance Trossard gets back into this mix? If Saka continues to struggle, surely he comes in, right? If Saka gets to 60 minutes and has done nothing or has been noticeable in the match, Trosser comes in for him. Although he has been, Trosser's been coming in for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus was noticeably pissed that he came off last match. I just wonder if he's like, Coach, I've got a few, ma- you know, Mikel, I've got a few games under my belt. I don't need to come off feeling fit. Let me stay out here. Um, so I just wonder. After the match, if things were discussed, we'll see. You're right, Brian. Saka's been, been where, where, where art thou? I mean, honestly, the numbers are so weird looking. So at it. I, I my guess, my gut would be the lineup does not change. Arteta has it seems to be pretty regimented, and once he finds the starting lineup and everyone's healthy, he's going to continue with that lineup. And Arsenal starting the matches hasn't been a problem. It's been finishing the matches, right? Now, all that to be said. This has been with their inconsistencies recently without Saliba. Now, everyone has dealt with yeah, Saliba's injuries. On, Saliba's on a bike today. Everyone has dealt with injuries, every team, especially Liverpool, all season. So I'm not, I'm not whining. I'm not hitting the violin here and complaining about it. I'm just saying Saliba won't be back healthy enough for this match. Look, the Arsenal Nation are hoping he's ready for the, the, City, uh, match. the City match. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the... That's his goal. I, I mean, I don't mind spending this much time on it, just because I feel like you're you're free hit. If you're free hitting in 32, your team, or if you've been play, paying attention at all, you've probably had at least one, if not two or three, Arsenal players. Mm-hmm. If you're free hitting, you're probably going to put two or three of them in your team. And so I just think Martinelli feels like the an absolute lock in this in this. For Martinelli this, this and a week. free hit lock. I would, um, and I, and so that's why I'm wondering if you have to choose if it's down to Jesus or, or because your Ollie Watkins is definitely in your team, but if it's Jesus or Joda, Jesus or Isak, or do you have Kane? You guys have Kane? I do. 
I do as well. So if you're free hit team, like I don't have Kane. If I was free hitting this week, I'd have to think about it. So you're already, you know, you're down. That's two of your two of your spots because no one that has the choice. I mean, I can't imagine willingly choosing against Ollie Watkins in this form, playing against Brentford in a blank week. I just can't imagine you're doing. Agree that. completely. So one of your forward spots is gone. Right. After that, like. Yeah, so, I mean, look, Jesus, what, he's the number one transfer in, two? He's second. Watkins is one. Jesus is two for forwards. Okay. So, I just think you have – I just think it's a it's a, a question you're going to have to ask. Like, are you going to that guy? Yeah. Yeah. What about Kane? Is he, is he in your free hit? I mean, what are your t- – if you were, if you were free saying. hitting, Brian, which you're not, if you I don't were, know if I am yet. I, I Are you serious? You might? Well, I think the Zinchenko thing is going to make me think about it. You wouldn't save I, this for a, a double week? Well, I want to. I 34? Can, the reason why is because I can, with, on a hit, as long as I could set my, if I can set myself up with a player that matters for not just this game week, but game week 33 or beyond, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll take the hit. Okay. And save the free hit for another week. Yeah. Travis, same? I don't have free hits. You so. only have... Triple captain. Left. Only have triple captain. Left. Okay. So you're definitely not using it, obviously, this week. Make, I mean, look, I, no how many, everyone got everyone trying to get rid of Ivan Tony this whole time, and Tony keeps not getting his 10th yellow card, and Brentford's playing home against Aston Villa. Like, I know Villa. Yeah, like, but well, Villa's, Villa's been Villa's holding fine. They've been, clean they've sheets. Been we've been Moreno, Mings. We've been Team Villa for the past, like, six weeks. I know, but this is Brentford. Brentford B's playing at home. You're not... They're not rolling over for anybody there. I'm worried about the Brentford Bees. I'm just saying, like, there are the multiple. Emory Villains is what you need to be worried about. I'm just saying there are options. Kind of, the you know, there's probably five or six options if you're free hitting, like, who you're going to go to here. And it feels like right now it's Watkins, Jesus, and. Kane. So, to me. You don't love Kane at Newcastle. After what Newcastle did this last week, maybe. Fair. You're right. That's a good point. Travis, I mean, it's not like they look. They lost three, three nothing. Spurs are in permanent disarray, though. To Villa, so I'm just, not, I'm just no. I, I have no idea. I just, again, no idea what you're going to get from any of them at all. Manchester United two, Nottingham Forest zero. Weird sort of game, mainly because Rashford doesn't play. Shaw doesn't play. Yeah, there's some suspicion. In other words, fantasy Shaw hadn't wise, trained, but there was still people like last week putting him in their lineup anyway. Fantasy wise, that that was relevant. Shaw was relevant. Rashford was relevant. No one. I mean, come on. I don't even need to check Anthony's ownership. I will if if necessary. But it's it's low. Okay, it was the Anthony and Dallow show, and and Dallow's not going to matter because of the Shaw injury. Yeah. He's just making the most of his of his time while he's out there. Bruno, Bruno got you nothing. Erickson think, got you nothing. Sanchez, but no one's owning. I mean, Anthony scored. His ownership's three percent, and those are dead teams. Um, I, I just Martial is, is he worth it? His ownership's one point two percent, and he doesn't give you a return. He gives you an assist. He get two two games in a row. Yeah, that's not true. Two games in a row, he gives you returns. Uh, a goal two games ago against Everton, an assist against. Forest. Counting on Martial for goals is foolish. Is scary, in my opinion. Right? I can't imagine having to do that. This was the Anthony and show, not, and, and United's is, not playing in thirty-two. Right? You're not going to these guys this week, no matter what. Anyway, but I just I do wonder. Look, like 
Anthony's performance was like what any Manchester United fan was hoping you would get from Anthony. It was at his absolute best. Goal and an assist, three bonus points. The most shots of anybody this game week. He was number one, seven shots, more than anybody else. So basically it was there's no Rashford. Somebody's got to step up. Casemiro's back. Just I feel like that alone, just the difference with Casemiro in the midfield – playing against a, a typically spirited Nottingham Forest team, and Manchester United smashed them to absolute bits. Um, you're not, I mean, yeah, you're not doing Dallow. If you want to go to Anthony, you know, when it comes back, I, people might think of that whenever no they're in their double week. No way. Maybe. Bruno is up there for the one of the unluckiest players again this game week. Created six chances, two big chances, a 1.03 expected assists, zero assists. Like the guy is the guy's been doing this like kind of week over week. He's been so good. Yeah. Like almost man of the match or man of the match level performances from him week over week, and he's getting you no returns. Like he's de- even in like decently attacking in the game. He took yeah. five shots. Like the guy, he's not doing nothing. He's doing almost everything. If you have him, do you keep him? No. I had this decision to make this past week, and I moved away from Fernandez and over to Salah. My the question was, who am I moving on from, March oh, or Fernandez? Okay, because they have the same problem, right? right. Not playing in thirty two, and they're, right. they're not playing in thirty two, but and they're constantly involved. Yeah, but not really getting the points for it. March, March is at least just, getting you something. Is getting more yeah. than Fernandez, and so it helped me get over to Salah, cheaper. which is right. So it helped me get over to Salah. And I honestly think Brighton's got some 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 good game weeks coming up. So all that to say, well, and they have, and they have some doubles. They, they have, have more doubles, than, more doubles than anybody else. Right. So so I, honestly, all that to say, Fernandez is move on. All right, you're he, in thirty four. Everyone will be back on him again. Probably. Uh, I was going to say just a quick note about Rashford. Obviously, the question is whether he's going to play against Sevilla on Thursday. Whether he does or doesn't, I mean, I think the expectation is he will be back for the FA Cup semifinal against Brighton on Sunday. So I think all you need to see is the fact is Rashford being back. Period. If he's back for Sevilla, conversation over. You just kind of make sure he doesn't aggravate anything, because then you know he's back against Brighton again in the FA Cup semis. Which I, I'd say he's a lock then for Spurs in game week thirty three. Yeah. Regardless. As long as there's not some recurrence or as long as there's not some end season ender, it won't matter. Anyone who's paying attention will have him back for their double in game week 34, which is home to Villa and at Brighton. There are there tough. are goals in those games. And, and you got to imagine with all of the high-value matches they have coming up that they're probably not going to manage him because we're far enough along in the, in the season. Yeah. And there's enough to play for in all those things that you listed. Yeah. Credit to, you know, some of the, you know, just the Manchester United, you know, just the fan perspectives that are out there. I think the feeling is, you know, Sancho hasn't cut it when they've needed him to. It's been primarily, you know, everything kind of funneling through Rashford. There hasn't been two attackers to count on. And this is why I'm saying, Dave, like Bruno's, being way more of a facilitator, they're not counting on him for goals. 
if Anthony can fill that role and you get a two-headed Manchester United attack that kind of goes through Rashford and Anthony, that I think that changes. I mean, that obviously makes them different. And Martial being fit, as long as, as long as I mean, we say it all the time, as long as he's out there, he really is good for them. So, and then of course, Casemiro, all of it is dependent on him not, you know, getting another red card in a, a straight a straight red in a game. So, Villa three, Newcastle zero. Newcastle, for the first time that I remember this yeah. season, getting absolutely pummeled. So much for the the matchup we were all expecting this week. Not even close. It still, I, I thought, was a, was a good game. I mean, technically on paper, it was the highest-ranked team versus yeah. team game of the weekend. But Villa just dominated like they have been everyone, every week. It doesn't matter who it is. Does, does anyone in the league want to play Villa right now? And I think the answer is no. Probably not. Villa surging and uh, within it, I mean, now they're like legitimately pushing for European place. For Europe. I mean, it's... it's. I, th- I have a feeling that Emery just wants Europa League because he's so comfortable with it. He is the king of Europa. Let's, so, he won, what, three titles with Sevilla in Europa? This, like uh, this Villa team, if they got there with his knowledge of that league, they could do it. I think Arsenal They'd probably lost. get relegated Arsenal that same season, but yeah. In a Europa final, it was against Chelsea... Damn it! But it, Emery was the manager then. When they, I, if I remember correctly, when they lost to Chelsea mm-hmm. in the Europa final, so fifth place, come on, uh, Villa it, in well sixth place. Currently, they're in sixth, right? Is Villa, who, who's hotter on the way in? I mean, look, Liverpool's back in eighth. What's Liverpool? You got Liverpool, Brighton, Villa. Who's going to get more points on the way out, Brian? Liverpool, Brighton, Villa. I'll give you a few moments to maybe look at some schedules. Uh, Travis, off the top of your head, I see you scrolling. Brighton probably. Is Brighton. Yeah. I mean, Brighton has so many games in hand. You're right. You're right. Games. You're right. Uh, Brighton's on has played 29 games. Villa's played 31. Liverpool 30. Aston Villa 50 points. Brighton 49. Liverpool 47. I mean, Brighton's legitimately pushing for a silverware right now. Yeah. So. This, they're they're working on the FA Cup final, aren't they? That's what I'm saying. I don't. I mean, you've got you've got them flying high. United's not exactly Manche- at their strongest. Manchester United, just you know, people getting fit, but also having to work. You know, whatever is going on with Rashford, like we said, you know, however long that's going to take, they're going to have they they will have to pay attention to it. They have so many matches between now and the end of the season. Manchester United have more than Brighton do. All, all things, you know, all things considered. So, um, I, Villa and Liverpool probably will get, I would imagine they get similar points on the way out. It's just that Liverpool's schedule is so ridiculous. Good. Yes, it's just, okay. like we said, it's just such a... And they have to play each other, which fantastic. is even better. Right, they have to play each other, but Villa, Villa have United... They have. They still have a home game against Spurs. They have. They're away to Liverpool, and then, and then Villa are home to Brighton in game week thirty-eight. So, 
Yeah, Villa uh, definitely just, has a tougher run. Yeah, Villa. I mean, they don't necessarily. I mean, they've been so good. It's just it's a, it definitely is tougher for them. And I still like Villa assets, right? So if you want to get crazy and go with Jacob Ramsey, nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. Um, if you want to go with Tyrone Mings, Moreno, which both of you own, yeah, who is absolutely cashed in for both of you. Watkins Look, obviously is the obvious move, but I think that's too obvious. So if go, we dig re- a little deeper. Replay the tape, you know, weeks and weeks ago where I should have listened to myself and just gone to Moreno going into their double however many weeks ago. Also, just the number of people who talk themselves out of Ollie Watkins for various reasons. Like, you know, I know for sure we were trying to talk everyone into Ollie Watkins forever ago, and I, I didn't do it. I didn't I, do it myself. I, it's helped me out. I did do it. No, it's it's massive. The difference between having Watkins or not. I mean, it, the Holland, Watkins, and Salah kind of defined this entire game week. Like, did you have those guys? And yeah. if you did, I had two. Yeah, if you I did, didn't have Salah. Your, your week was either amazing or you were right on, you know, kind of right on par, and or you got, or your you there, got. There crushed. weren't there weren't many defenders who scored well this week. So, unless you had a Villa defender. Moreno, C. Moreno, and or Mings. Emiliano hey. Martinez, uh, yeah, you're uh, Moreno, um, Tyrone Mings, yeah, like all the, the the Villa defense, tons of people going to them. Dave, Jacob Ramsey, 13 points from a goal and an assist and two bonus points. In the last five game weeks, he is number one. He's your number one midfielder scorer. 36 points in the last five games. We haven't Ramsey. given that enough run. Yeah, because and- why would you? I, I think it's the I think that's the part of it that you just look at it and you're like the points are there he's been fantastic but Villa like it's been all about Ollie Watkins yes Jacob Ramsey I'm sure there's I, I'm sure he wasn't flying under every radar so I'm sure people were on this a while ago he's not shooting a ton he's got he's got nine shots in the last five game weeks the thing that is really good for that. Eight, he's taken eight shots in the box, which is tied for third most among midfielders. Solly March has eight shots in the box in the last five game weeks. So that's the level of, like, that's right. his, that's the level he's at right, so, here, right so here. So let's, let's speak about this. And J- Jacob Ramsey's 21 years old. And he's one of the most creative. He's created a lot of chances, 10 chances created in the last five game weeks. So you're getting two chances from him on average a week in, a, in an attack where Ollie Watkins can't kick wrong. Right. So it's the reason why, yes, you're right. Going to Jacob Ramsey, it's He's not crazy. He's 1.4% owned. Yeah. His price is 5.2. You you have no issue getting to him in any way. Again, Brian, who scored more points than any other midfielder in the last five weeks? Jacob Ramsey. Okay. He's your number so, one midfielder scorer in the last five game weeks. Villa's schedule coming up, next three matches. They play in, in match week 32, the blank. They're at mm-hmm. Brentford, home Fulham, at United, at Wolves. That's your next four matchups. Sure, you don't love at United. The other three, you love. Right. If no one's been hotter than Villa, they just smoked Newcastle 3 0. Yeah. And Newcastle is third slash fourth in the team. Yeah, Newcastle had a couple so, of moments. There was never a point, though, where you felt like, oh, yeah, here, here comes Newcastle. It just didn't happen at any point. In the game. All right. I'm going to mention two matches, and I'm gonna, we're going to speed round these two, and then three more. We're going to speed round. Uh, Brighton 2, Chelsea 1, Sp- uh, Bournemouth in the surprise of the weekend 3, Tottenham 2, Travis go. Those two matches. Chelsea's terrible. 
Dumpster fire. Terrible. Dumpster fire, yeah, right? I, I'm so bad that Todd Bowley showed up in the in the dressing room after the match and everybody's up in arms about it. And the players if you're and the owner, Frank Lampard, why can't you show up in the locker room? Well, the players and Frank Lampard have uh defended him and saying it shows he's passionate. Um that's weird. That's some real Roman though? Abramovich stuff. Uh yeah, I think it is. Okay. Weird. I think it's weird. So they're they're a mess. Um, is that too American to show up in the locker room? I don't know, maybe. Okay. We, we just spent weeks talking ourselves into Ben Chilwell. Right. We had a couple good games. What the fuck? Uh, everyone wants to go to Reese. By the or... way, I went to Chilwell, and now I am right. Chilwell out. I am Chelsea everything out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is there anyone? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's nothing about them that's appealing. Havertz and Joel Felix and Chilwell and Reese James and I don't, heck, even Keppa. I mean, how many people are going to just hang I still on? own Keppa. Right, you're going to wait to get rid of right, him. You're going to hang on to him indefinitely just because. And so that, there's just they can't figure it out. And I'm surprised. Although you would say it wasn't that many weeks ago where they were all over Liverpool. Yeah. And somehow finish that game nil nil. So it's it's a week like that where you're like what was it about that day? And why can't they get back to it? Now that they're out of Champions Now that they're out of Champions League though. Like like I, does Frank Lampard do anything for on, any of the what, players? We'll say Tuesday. Did they play today? Yeah, they got they got they, B2 they got B two nil. I didn't know. Three nil. I, I think I, it, I think okay. that ended up fine. three. I, it's great. But, I, I but as Frank Lampard said, they were the better team. I'm saying not like we talked about that last week, kinda like what what does it look like once Chelsea, Chelsea lost is out the, of the Champions Real, League? Now that they're done. Now they're a mid table team that's floundering. They can't figure out how to kick the ball into the net, no matter who their personnel is. Frank benches Ben Chilwell for inexplicably in the league. Yeah. Or 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 uh he benched somebody significant. Like it was like letting like some of the players who didn't play in the previous Champions League game, like giving them a chance to get out there against Brighton. And it doesn't matter. Brighton still like they still lose to Brighton. So I can't imagine that it's going to be any different in any match. It just doesn't feel like they there's can anything show up, but they won't. Up, right. It just doesn't feel like they, there's anything about them. That is that can change the that can tur- turn the corner here. Brighton, so, does, <laughs> we've already mentioned, doesn't play in match week thirty two. Let's move right. directly. You sold your so, you sold your Brighton guys. I'm going right back. I'm, okay, okay, I'm going right back. You're going back to who? Matoma. Okay, it was just a it was just a one week. It was I don't care about the hits. I mean, within reason, and Holland out, Matoma out. Obviously, fantastic, and they both have matches. Doubles coming up. I'm going right back to them. It was a rental for the for the. You have anyone? Uh, Matoma and March and Estupinian. And Estupinian. I'm really. I wonder if Estupinian needs to be there at all. I I'm starting to wonder the same thing. But I ended up moving from Saliba because I was holding on to him, hoping he'd come back, and he's probably going to come back. But I can't. Right after you let him go, he'll come back. Well, I let him go this week, so I I swapped him out for Perfect. White this week. Okay, which I think is I just fun. wonder at you know game week thirty three, like the transfers back in for yeah. Brighton and assets of yeah. whoever it is, whoever you decide to go to is going to be. It's just going to be price rises galore for any of any combination Eventually, of them yeah. coming back to Nottingham Forest and then a double and thirty four home to Wolves, home Manchester yeah. United. Yeah, prioritize attackers. I to me, I yeah. just don't. 
I, like it's Matoma in March. It's like I have McAllister and my, you know, I wanted Sully March if, if they had been playing. I mean, I, he would have easily it, been in there, but no matter yeah. what combination it is, it feels like it's. it's if it Rashford really stays hurt uh, or doesn't come back and do anything, I might lose Estupignon and move from Rashford to McAllister. Okay. That is a. Definitely a possibility. Spurs, so going from Spurs, one Bournemouth. one garbage team in wow. Chelsea to Spurs, Spurs, which is what, what is Spurs going team, on in what London? What Spurs team are we are we going to get today? Is it is it good Spurs, bad Spurs? Brian started good Spurs even this past week. I it mean, did it started out absolutely fine, and and then it was the Philip Billing. Let's get my team back into this game, sort of. But Vina thirty eight. Solanke, 51, and uh, my favorite favorite name in the Premier League currently, uh, Django Unchained, gets him a goal at the 90-plus-5 <laughs> to outdo the Spurs' 14-minute sun goal and the Danju- Danjuma. Yeah, your guy, Danjuma. At 88. So, man, what a game. What a win by Bournemouth getting a last-second, for the most part, goal. Solanke gets two assists, Brian, your boy. Yeah. Um, so Solanke, I think, ends up, I mean, just he ends up being the story, I think, just because, you know, 15 points, a goal and two assists, two bonus. Uh, scored from his only shot on target. My favorite my favorite thing. The only thing I like more is a shot. If he had only hit one shot under on the underside of the crossbar, <laughs> that's the only other thing. Right. He could have done that's better. Uh, since game week 23, Dave and Travis. Oh, boy. Since Dominic Solanke returned from whatever injury he was suffering from in game week 23, 31 shots, second only to Ivan Toney. Uh, he's third for shots on target. He is tied for first with Ollie Watkins with 28 shots in the box. Uh, he has touched the ball in the box more than any other forward. 68, really? 68 box touches. Ivan Toney is second with 57. So there's an 11-touch gap between Solanke and second place. So, and he's decently creative. He's seven chances created, four big chances created, which is the second best for forwards. The guy's got two goals and four assists since game week 23. He is five, what, 5.6, 5.7. He's 5.5. Yeah, and it's the, the reason why everyone is going to, you know, you're going to have to think pretty hard about it only single game weeks remain for Bournemouth but he's got West Ham Southampton and Leeds in his next three matches and Chelsea following that which is trash right you're uh, right well, and, uh, yeah so even even that like Bournemouth is not quitting Chelsea easily could quit more so mm. to me this is like Bournemouth is definitely not quitting well I was gonna say so after, not- so post-match uh, this was a uh, uh, Danny Higginbotham and and uh, Robbie Howard. Earl. Okay. No, Robbie Earl was in okay. there. They they gave your favorite analysis, Dave, which is uh, Leeds have lost their kind of collective identity. Felt like they all quit. Uh, Jesse Marsh at least had them playing as a collective. Now Javi Gracia kind of has them. They you know the way our, Robbie Earl said it: a team of individuals. So. There is not 11 best friends in Leeds mm. right now. Tyler Adams being hurt doesn't help them. Nope. But he compared them to Bournemouth, where he said they are playing together. Like 11 it's best friends. It's very much a team of joy. 
So uh, where you way back, you would way back them to continue what they're doing. And yeah, I don't hate it at all. Ask uh, um, who's in second place. Who's in second place? Now? City, Who? Manchester. No, no, City. in our in our mini league. In the John, John Craig. Yeah, John Craig had Solanke. I looked at it. He hit him in his first bench spot. Yeah, I'm Ooh. sure for for all weekend was just just hoping that someone was gonna miss out. Fifteen points. Brutal. He's not a player. Oh, I mean, these brutal. next three weeks, you don't you don't bench him. I think yeah. you play him, and and maybe you just put him out there and play him every week. If you have him. I am not at all. This is not. This is. I. I. Everyone has been there. You look at a massive number of points in your bench spots. His ownership is two point nine percent. So not, Watkins, Jesus, and right, and Solanke. then you want? Do you go to Solanke? Like sounds like you just talked yourself out of Jota into <laughs> yeah, Solanke. I know. Hey, that frees up a ton of money because yeah. you may need it. You I'm know, not, I'm not sure how you do it. Home to West Ham, you know. That's this. what I said. They're you know ho- home West Ham, and then two, like that's what two, not just West Ham, Southampton, Leeds, but West Ham home and Leeds home, like two unless, of the three at home. Unless Junior Stanislas, yeah, that's somehow true. Yeah. just shows up, and they're like, "Hey, let's play him a striker," because everyone it's, seems to do that. Not, even that though will he's not a happen. All right, uh, next, were you, you oh, had you had Kane? Got me. You had Kane. Yeah. Blanks for the first time after four straight weeks of return. Are you bothered by this? No. Do you keep him because he's Kane? Yeah, you keep him because he's Kane. And you you does the rest of this the rest of the season schedule bother you? Single game weeks only also for Spurs. No. Although I'll I'll have a decision to make this next week is does Kane become my Holland uh, sacrifice if I keep Salah? Like I don't know if I can make the money work. We'll see how it turns out next week. Can I make the money work bringing Holland back in, still keeping Salah, and there's no way I can keep Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm going to have to make some money up somewhere. I wonder if – well, Kane, I mean, he was still six shots this week, so he's second in the game week, tied for second. So he's still, like, decently active. Obviously penalties. I just wonder with Spurs, like, they're booing. You know, everyone had to address it. Lloris had to address it. They're booing Davinson Sanchez. And you have your team, you know, the team coming to have to say, like, what are you doing? Like, well, the guy's been, the guy's like absolutely been a warrior for us. What's what's the story? Why, bad... why are they booing him, Travis? I, I have no idea. I mean, they're they're leaking goals like crazy. You're supposed so to know the backstories in these things. I didn't. I didn't research That's that. That's fair. One. Sorry. Totally fair. It's just that, like, they all had, like, that players. I said players had to address it. I mean, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, it was performance. It's all it's all performance based. Okay. So Sanchez is, you know, I think kind of at fault. The feel like feeling like he was, yeah, he was kind of at fault for the, I think the second goal that they gave up. Either way, the fact is like it's fan turmoil because fans are, I mean, obviously cool. sick of it. And uh, yeah, and then yeah, you go up, you start out looking great. Sonny gets his. You know, gets a great goal. You know, wonder if he's Absolutely. not rounding into form. Yep. You know, if like the guy that can sure. the guy talk about a guy that could come back here at the end of the season, Hyungman's son. You know, it's not yep. an insane choice, but agree completely. Anyway. All right. Real quick, last three matches. I want to wrap this up in the next three minutes. So be be quick. No. Crystal Palace, Southampton, Crystal Palace two, Southampton zero, Brentford zero, Wolves two. 
and Fulham three, Everton one. I want to. I want to start with it. Last week it was Elise Eze. Eze, of course, has a brace. Well, Elise we went, gets what? three. It's hard to like, pick. It's it's yeah crap but, luck. Elise Brian, I'm sure if I asked, you would say he had attacking numbers. No, I'm saying last week we talked about this exact thing. Like it was, you know, it's pretty much it was Elise and Eze both contributed in almost the exact same way. Eze, we said, was a little bit more attacking. Elise a little more creative. When Zaha's out there, it all goes through Zaha anyway. It was just a question of like which guy was going to do it. And I said, like recency bias last week, everyone going to Elise because he had the best game. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, there's not really much separating the two of them. You like them both. And to me, I mean, that's why I said I don't hate because of the matchup and because of how they're playing. I don't hate playing Eze and Elise both this week and maybe just seeing what happens going into game week 30, going into game week 33. Palace plays. They are. They are home to Everton. Palace plays home to Everton this week. Which Everton that could not figure out how to stop a Fulham team that hasn't been able to figure out without how to Mitro. play without Meech. Without Meech, man. And Fulham smacked them. Weird, weird stat of the week. Southampton possession 58.2. Palace 41.8. Southampton shots on target 4. Crystal Palace 2. Shots 11 to Crystal Palace is 10. Touches passes all greater than Crystal Palace's. It's just a weird... They got smoked 2-0. And as a... I mean, his... I don't, I don't think his goals were from close. No. I mean, the one no, they goal... Were I mean, his goal, he's a... Yeah, and that's the thing. He's an amazing player. Elise, I mean, it was the correct choice this week. Elise didn't really do anything. One shot, I think. Going into next week, they play. Yeah. Who, If you had to pick right now on a free hit, who would you pick? Would you pick both one or the other? I, and if I you pick still one. I still may end up with both. Who do you have now, Elise? Yeah, I have Elise. So will so will you add Eze? Is the question, Travis? You? I have neither, and, and I don't plan on picking up Crystal Palace assets because I don't trust Roy Hodgson. I think Crystal Palace in the last two or three match weeks have scored like ten goals. Yeah, under Hodgson against Leeds, Southampton. Leeds and Southampton are are basically cardboard so as far as i'm concerned i I don't know that that's going to be sustainable so while it is a hundred percent accurate based on what what elise and eze have done and the talent is definitely there i don't think their matchups are as cupcake as as they have been and i think their form is going to drop off a little bit palace's Um, next three matchups home everton at wolves home west which are which both both of those are good two of the next three those are good home away to Wolves. Mm-hmm. But I think Wolves has got way more going for them than either the two that they okay. that they played the last couple weeks. So perfect transition. Neither. And I already and, mentioned but, it. And, the, and no matter what though, they're not gonna say they're safe. I mean that's the thing. So yeah. they're also like they, they are still that's playing true. and playing, you know, this it's not Crystal Palace that like this is now they've peachy. had a couple they've had some right, they've had some good results and now we're fine. They're not. Like and Roy Hodgson won't. I mean, the one thing he will be good for is it will not would not let them do that. Plus, they, were, I mean, Zaha should be back. I don't have the I don't have any kind of return date in front of me, but to me, it's just that injury wasn't great. It looked it looked bad when he left weeks Wol- ago. So Wolves two, Brentford zero. Diego Costa and Huang giving you goals. Brentford uh, away sucked. 
I just don't know if you do. I mean, do you have it's anyone from? Did you them. like Raya? I mean, Raya is the story here. Yeah, because Raya gets two bonus in a game where they give up two goals just because he's a save machine. He faced nine shots on target and eleven shots overall. Is the brave bravery that Raya threw out there? Yeah, and he keeps doing that. And so even in you know the Newcastle game was you know the probably the worst possible outcome. But what's going yeah. on with Tony? Do you love him? Do you want him? I'm saying I think everyone has done everything they can to get rid of him. And so I I just, I don't know what you're, like, to me, he didn't just become a bad option. I mean, he's done this all season. He's had some games. He's had some, like, he's probably, he's strung some good performances together in a row and then followed them up by a ton of blanks. It's just, he took five shots in the game and he's still there. I mean, he's still their obvious focal point and, yeah, I just don't. I just don't think it's as bad as the, the, last the numbers time, look. But everyone's getting rid of him. The yeah. specter of ten yellow cards has been looming for like four weeks now. He's the, doing the same things that Kane is doing, but he's way cheaper. The only time that Tony has not gotten something in three games in a row was match week twelve through fifteen, where he got a two-two-one and a zero, and the zero he did not play. The last three match weeks, he's has a two-four and a two. So technically, he does score a goal against Newcastle, but then he also had a yellow card. So instead of a yeah, the five, new well, I was going to say the Newcastle game was a huge one because he missed the penalty and then that's or had right. a penalty saved. Okay, and then he scored and then scored another penalty. Yeah. So Tony and, and then ripped his shirt off. Right. Tony's game against Newcastle could have been massive, yeah. and instead it was just regular. So maybe yeah, I uh, see your point. That's why I'm saying, like, I t- like, he shouldn't be a he shouldn't be somebody you're just ignoring because it's like, well, I have all these other great options. I mean, everybody has moved off of him. It, usually, I mean, you know how many times that works in the opposite way. Everyone, you know, you you zig when everyone zags. I mean, it just it's not a bad it's not a bad idea. Fulham three, Everton one. Sort of a shock, but maybe not really. The non-meat man. I am. Yeah. Su- I am surprised. Score beat three-one at Everton. I mean, that's crazy, right? Fulham winning like that without meat man. That's seems, what I'm saying. Seems a bit ridiculous. I I thought this was Everton. That's dice ball is yeah is transforming transforming them, and it's not. It, yeah, like this was a home match against Fulham, a game that you would think like, given Fulham's safety. And Everton's desperation, I th- I feel like you'd favor Everton and here. And the players that Everton has factor into what Dyche wants to do. They uh, Half of them have played for him, so they know what he's looking for. I, I'm very, very surprised that they're as, as easy to break down as they were for Fulham. That that was yeah. very, very surprising. Well, Dan James and Harry Wilson both, both hit woodwork here yeah. in this game. Harry Wilson's goal was also extremely good. You're not... You're not really. I don't think you're thinking of moving to any of these players. The only something I'm sure people will consider is that because they play this week, so it's a home match against Leeds. I mean, if you believe in them at all, like that's a good match. Then 33, they're at Aston Villa. Whatever Villa should expect Villa to do a lot, but then Fulham have a double in 34. It's Manchester City and Liverpool. Are you? It's as bad as possible. Yeah. However, they do play twice. So 
all season long, all anyone wanted to talk about is what an amazing, cheap asset Andreas Pereira is. Andreas Pereira, I can't imagine. like it, it would not. It, it's not a crazy choice to put him back on your bench again. Because not only do you get him for like two useful matches in the next two weeks, a double in 34, but then going out, it's Leicester, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Manchester United. I'm not sure how your money works. I mean, at, at some point, like the money might end up mattering. I think Andreas Pereira is down under four and a half, which yeah. is which is a, a crazy thing for a guy that's like absolutely nailed on, absolutely essential to the team's attack. I don't think it's insane. Speed round. Who are you captaining this next week, Travis? Uh, Watkins. Okay. Well, I love that. Massive stones. Brian. Watkins is at Brentford. Brian. I mean, I don't know how I'll take it off Salah. I have I have Salah currently as well, home Nottingham Forest, especially him coming off two goals. My vice, uh, because I don't have the stones, is Martinelli home to Southampton. So I know that's Salah's another one. Vice. Salah's your vice, Brian. Your vice. Uh, I had it on Trent for a while actually, but then I and think I'll, I think that. I think Ollie Watkins. I think that's probably the Trent Alexander Arnold last two weeks a five and a nine playing in a new role seems to be enjoying it. Salah again is my captain. I just think it's the home. I mean, I feel like this is where the home, the yeah. home factor. I, I love I, a home I, captain. I, I do. I think that should weigh in. Although, the I mean, the obvious stat with Watkins has been that he scored so many matches in a row on the road. It hasn't yeah. affected him at all where he plays. And so tra- that Travis, that, that weighing into your decision. I mean, not really. I mean, honestly, it's form more than anything. The fact that he's away doesn't doesn't bother me because yeah. of his form, but. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely hear the Sala um, at home to Nottingham Forest is really hard to say no to. Honestly. It's just that Nottingham Forest has been. I mean, they they're notoriously bad on the road, and and Liverpool have been uh, very obviously different. At Amazing home. at home, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't think I can go away from that. Understood. Anyone that has him is gonna. I feel like he'll be the most obvious captain, although with. Uh, 8 million dead teams, I think Holland's still going to be the number one captain choice. <laughs> Interesting. We will truly know <laughs> this week how many dead teams there are with how many people captain Holland. A lot of vice captains coming in for Holland captain this week. For sure. Guys, thank you again for tonight for uh, contributing. You guys are fantastic. Awesome knowledge. Awesome nonsense. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.